Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. What do you know? Another coronavirus panic pusher got caught red-handed. We also have a gigantic stimulus bill. Maybe you've heard about it and... A.G. Barr letting me down. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. I'm a parent. I know that's a frightening thought that there may be two more of me coming up in this world. Trust me, I'm going to try to make sure they're actually decent people. But I'm a parent. I have two sons. And I want you to, I want you to imagine this scenario. We have a road out in front of our house like so many other people do. And I tell my sons, as so many parents do, as you probably have if you have kids, don't play in the road. Stay out of the road. Don't play in the road. I'm very forceful about how I say that to my sons. If you play in the road, you're going to die. You know, it'll feel like to have a car drive over your legs. It'll hurt really bad. I mean, I really give it to them. I'm trying to make sure they get it, right? I'm giving it to them all the time. Watch what you're doing. Pay attention. Don't be an idiot. Look both ways. Don't play in the road. Don't play in the road. Don't play in the road. Time and time and time and time again. But I want you to picture this. I want you to picture if 
That's what I told my sons. They're 10 and 12 now, so obviously they know. But that's what I've told my sons their whole lives. Don't play in the road. And yet every single night, come home from the studio, finish this, grab my baseball glove and a baseball, and I walk right out into the middle of the road. I just stand there and just start throwing the ball up in the air and just catching it. Just throwing the ball up in the air and catching it. Hours at a time, standing in the middle of the road. What do you think my sons would think? Do you think my words of don't play in the road would have been effective? Or do you think they would look, use their little minds and say, well, obviously playing in the road is safe. Dad does it all the time. We're always showing people, our kids, friends, wives, family, whatever the case may be, people we're in charge of, people who are in charge of us, we are constantly showing the world around us what we believe by our actions. You know, Dr. Burks has been the face of this coronavirus pandemic. Her and Dr. Fauci, you remember them, the Twin Towers, since, since March and April, press conference every single day, 8 million news conferences, so we're going to have 90 million dead Americans. The country itself may cease to exist. Oh, my gosh, go home. We're all going to die. We're going to die. Wear a face mask. Hide under your bed. Make sure you live in a bubble. Oh, my, don't open your restaurant. My word. Oh, Black Lives Matter rally. That's okay. You know, so on and so forth. It's been this for months. It's been this for feels like forever, right? Dr. Burks, don't do this, don't do that. You remember what she said recently? Oh, she said a couple things recently. Pay, Pay close attention. We know people may have made mistakes over the hospital, over the Thanksgiving time period. So if you're young and you gathered, you need to be tested about five to ten days later. But you need to assume that you're infected and not go near your grandparents and aunts and others without a mask. We're really asking families to even mask indoors if they chose to gather during Thanksgiving and others went across the country or even into the next state. You need to assume you're infected. Wear a mask. If you, if you, look, even indoors, wear a mask. You know what? Wear a mask in the shower. Just keep changing it as it gets wet. Just mask, 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 mask. Until the end of it's important. Assume you were infected. Just naturally assume it. You're now, you're a biological weapon. Oh, it wasn't just one time either. If Rhode Islanders then over Thanksgiving gathered together, took their mask off indoors, they spread the virus. And so really, if you want to have your cases go down, if you want to save your hospitals, if you want to ensure that Rhode Islanders live to get vaccinated, we all together need to change our behaviors. And it won't help if we can continue to gather indoors in our family, in our homes, and defy these critical decreased gathering messages. We're all in this together. Didn't you hear what she said? We're all in this together. We can't continue to gather in our homes. We're going to overwhelm the hospitals. You need to listen to the messages about the gathering. We're in this together. You, me, Dr. Burks, we're like this, right? We're all going through the same stuff, aren't we? We are, right? Story came out today. Dr. Burks traveled over Thanksgiving and hung out inside in one of her vacation homes with three generations of her family. You know what it should tell you? I, I know you're probably steaming mad right now. Maybe through something at the TV. It shouldn't. T- the message you need to take away from that is not that Dr. Burks is a hypocrite. She is, but we all are to some extent. We try not to be, I would hope. Even as terrible as I am, I try not to be. I fail. But what it should tell you is this. You ready for this? This is going to be, become a shock. I want you to remember all the news conferences, all the interviews, all the, all the questions from the press, millions of people are going to die. You ready for this hard truth? Dr. Burks isn't worried about coronavirus at all. She's not. She's not worried about getting it. Not worried about the other family members of hers getting it. She's not worried about them spreading it. How do I know? Well, she just showed me. She just showed me. She just went and played in the road. You can tell me all day long about the dangers of playing the road, don't play in the road, but then don't go play in the road and assume I'm going to think it's dangerous. Dr. Brooks is not worried about coronavirus at all. Think about that. Now think about how sick that is when you go all the way back to March when all this 15 days to slow the spread crap began. 
How many times did you see her pushing panic on the TV? Still on the TV. You saw her. You saw her with the mask on. Big old mask on her face. Lady's sitting all by herself in a television studio. Closest person's probably the cameraman sitting 20 feet away. Sitting there with the mask on her face. Surprised she doesn't have a shield, too, and rubber gloves. It's all performance art. None of these people believe it. Because I know we, we struggle for something that unites us, and there's not much that unites us now, the left and the right in America. Here's something that unites everybody. You ready for it? Left, right, Republican, Democrat, up, down, libertarian, communist, all of them. All of them. You know what unites everybody? They don't want to die. People don't want to die. That's a, we kind of have an aversion to that sort of thing. If Dr. Burks was worried about dying, she wouldn't have gathered with her family. That's because she's not worried about dying. As I've said a thousand times over, stop telling me what you believe. Show me what you believe. They're constantly showing you what you believe. We're going to get to this stimulus bill here in just a second. Talk, well, you know what? Let's do that right now. Talk about showing us what we believe, what, what, what they believe. You ready for this? Here's Mitch McConnell. More help is on the way. Moments ago, in consultation with our committees, the four leaders of the Senate and the House finalized an agreement. There will be another major rescue package for the American people. As our citizens continue battling this coronavirus, this holiday season, they will not be fighting alone. We've agreed to a package of nearly $900 billion. It is packed with targeted policies that help struggling Americans who've already waited entirely too long. We're all in this together, right? You know how much you're going to get from that? $600. $600. Those are the individual payments they're sending out, and there are limits on it, $75,000 or $99,000, depending on what you made back in 2019, but $600. That's what you're going to get. $600. There's money in there for small business loans, a little over $200 million in small business loans. They even threw money in there for the entertainment industry. I'm not making that up. And you're going to look at this bill and you're going to find out over the coming days because nobody's ready yet. There's a video out there. I should have played it for you. There's a video out there of some guy walking around Capitol Hill with one of those big crates like you get at Home Depot when you're piling up on a bunch of stuff. One of the gigantic metal ones because it's too heavy. There's a video of a guy walking through Capitol Hill pushing the bill that way. It's just stacks and stacks and stacks of paper. So nobody's read it. Don't, don't listen to it. No, not a single person has read this thing yet. They're going to pass it without reading it. And then in the coming days, here's what will happen. Like five of us will be mad about the spending. Like all of us will be mad about the $600 per person. And then we'll spend the next two weeks as people comb through the bill, finding out all the terrible things that are in it. And I'll bring them to you on the show. As I find them, I'll bring them to you. But by then, everyone will have already moved on. And they're going to move on to something else. And I have more bad news for you as long as we're going down the bad news train to open up tonight's show. You ready for this? Um, this isn't close to the last coronavirus stimulus bill they're going to pass. They're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep passing them. They are. These people, all of them, the panic porn doctors, the Democrats, 75% of the Republicans, Teachers, the, the government educators, Hollywood, federal bureaucracy, all these guys, all the governors, mayors, these guys, they love coronavirus. They love it. They love it. You have half the United States of America scared to death they're going to walk out the door if they don't walk out without a mask on and everything else. And you have the other half of the country desperately trying to keep their business alive, desperately trying to keep their jobs back, just trying to pay their bills. Well, what do you have there? That's half and half. That gives you 100% of the country scared and worried about something. And if you're a politician who loves power and all politicians love power, what could be better for you than that? They're going to keep passing these things. You'll get one about every four, five, six months. Now, granted, you'll get a few, you know, 10 or 12 Republicans will stand up and be all, uh, this is not a good idea. We can't, can't, can't keep doing this. And they'll quickly be shouted down as monsters, grandma killers, people who don't care about the coronavirus, loss of life, people who don't care about small business. And around and around and around we go. 
but I want you to remember something. And I don't want you to remember it so you can hold people to account for what they've already done, because nobody ever gets held to account for what they've done. I want you to remember this for the future, because you are going to run into this again. Are you ready? The next time the government stands up and tells you to be scared to death of something, and then the news tells you to be scared to death of something. And then corporations and then education. The next time the system joins together, as it always does, and tells you to be scared of something, you need to dig in, be tough in the very beginning and say, no, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Everybody slow down, calm down, and let's think this over. We lost all these battles way back in March. When government told everybody, go home, 15 days, slow the spread, I'm ordering you to. And so much of the country went, okay, let me know when I can come out again. That is not the American spirit, and we had better get the real American spirit back, or these people are never going to stop abusing us. But hey, enjoy that 600 bucks. I'm sure that covers the mortgage. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these are not new things. You get that, right? I mean, we talk about natural medicines now as if it's some new hippy-dippy thing. Uh, that's the stuff with all the history behind it. That's the stuff mankind has been using since God made us. Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they did something for me. Not only do they know about natural medicine, they went and researched the entire CBD industry. That's why they teamed up with people like Be Best Organics. They only sell the best at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Go there now. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm through the holidays. We'll be back. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you believed in something? You believed in it all the way. I'm not talking about your religious beliefs. That's your business. But where you believed in something all the way and you had a moment where you looked around and thought to yourself, I think I've gotten weird about this. I used to do this. I used to do this with my football teams. I was a younger man. But I mean, old enough to know better. In my 20s. And I would get so into these games that my college football team or my pro football team was playing. And I would find if they lost, I'd be in a terrible mood for hours. If they won, I'd be elated. And I just had this moment. And I'm not ripping on you for loving your team. I still love my teams. But I had this moment, this clarifying moment of loving this team has turned me into a bad person for extended periods of time. I'm weirded out by myself. A grown adult should not have his emotional stability affected by the performance of a bunch of people who does, don't know he exists. It just, you just shouldn't. It's not healthy. And I had this clarifying moment. I'll never forget it. I read the things people write and say about coronavirus and lockdowns and things like that. And I genuinely wonder, because I don't believe it's all malicious. Some of it, sure. I genu genuinely wonder if they've ever had a moment or if they're going to have a moment where they look around and think, I'm kind of creepy now. Listen to these two tweets from Andrew Yang. Quote, is there a way for someone to easily show that they have been vaccinated? Like a barcode they can download on their phone? There ought to be. Tough to have mass gatherings like concerts or ball games without either mass adoption of the vaccine or a means of signaling. Now, the amazing thing is, that's probably not a person who's had that moment yet, and maybe he never will, but imagine this. Imagine thinking to yourself, we need to get everybody marked in some way who's had the vaccine. That way we can scan them and allow them in with other people. Imagine thinking in that way and thinking to yourself, I'm the good guy here. That's where we are. That's where we are. Um, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. Let me clarify something here briefly. This story is not important to Rust Belt swing voters if it only stays on Hunter Biden. It's not. If this goes to Joe Biden, which there's already a mountain of evidence it does, then it is important. 
But if this stays with Hunter Biden, it's good campaign fodder for the right. I don't think it moves voters in the middle at all. That said, Joe Biden's refusal to answer any questions on it, getting a little creepy, and that's the good news. He will not be discussing uh, an investigation of his son with any attorney general candidates. He will not be discussing it with anyone he is considering for the role, and he will not be discussing it with a future attorney general. It will be up to the purview of a future attorney general in his administration to determine how to handle any investigation. As you know, U.S. attorneys are, uh, that's a personnel decision. We're, we're far from there at this point in the process, given we haven't announced yet an attorney general, a commerce secretary, a labor secretary, an education secretary. Secretary. We have a few more to go, uh, but we're going to uh, allow the process to work how it should, which is uh, for a Justice Department to be run independently by the Attorney General at the top. Yeah. You believe that? You're not going to worry about it. Believe me, Joe Biden's not going to ask his Attorney General whether he's going to get involved in the felony investigation of his son. Come on. Who believes that? But A.G. Barr got up today gave a little press conference, and he had this to say, and I want you to listen. I want you to listen closely. I'm not telling you to hate Barr. I'm not telling you to love Barr, but we're going to have just a brief chat when he's done here. Um, off topic, um, you know, do you believe there should be a special counsel appointed to investigate the allegations against Hunter Biden? I think to the extent that uh, there's an inv investigation, I think that it's being handled responsibly and professionally uh, currently within the the department and to this point i have not seen a reason to appoint a special counsel and i have no plan to do so before i leave yeah i don't know who i believe more i don't know if i believe biden when he says he's not gonna ask his ag about hunter biden or Barr when he says there's no reason to think the investigations being politicized, going poorly. Was A.G. Barr watching the past four years? We still have investigations going on into the malfeasance we already know about of the CIA, FBI, DOJ, FISA warrants that shouldn't have been issued. It's time to stop with these pie-in-the-sky notions about the way we want life to be and accept life the way it is. The way it is is this. Our federal bureaucracies, including the FBI, have been infected at the highest levels with Democrat operatives who will do the bidding of Democrats and actively work against Republicans. And if Republicans can't just simply acknowledge that and act on that, we are finished. As long as we come up with this complete fairy tale land idea, the watch, the FBI, they're nonpartisan. Brother, have you been watching? Of course they're not nonpartisan. And what do you think Joe Biden's going to do the second he gets in there? Of course he's going to put in an AG who's going to drop the whole thing like a hot potato. Oh, he won't do it right away. They'll do an extensive investigation, at the end of which they'll find a couple little minor things and he'll get a little slap on the wrist and we'll call it a day. How can people not see this? I'm an idiot and I see this as clear as day. How can they not see this? Plus there's something else. Democrats just torpedoed the first two years of Trump's presidency with a special counsel. Turned out to all be for naught. And I want you to remember this. Robert Mueller, he knew there was no Russian collusion before the midterm elections and chose to keep it silent until after, where the Democrats took back the House of Representatives. That's what they're comfortable doing. If we're always going to do, well, the right thing, we're already done if you think you're going to be able to defeat the left in this country without ever being uncomfortable, you're wrong. You just simply are. It's a fantasy. It's time we wake up. Time we start playing to win. Now, speaking of waking up, you need to understand how important home title theft is. It is crushing families out there. Either it's tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, it's people getting evicted, and, and it's a crime you can't do anything to prevent except get home title lock. They can't catch it beforehand. The hackers are too good, too fast. They hack in, 
forge your signature on your home title, take it to a lending institution, take out a loan, and they're gone. They're in the wind. This is all electronically. You're the one stuck with, with, with late notices in the mail. You're the one stuck unraveling it, and you don't have anything to protect you except for home title lock. Go. Take this seriously. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up. Use the code RADIO that gets you 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Joining me now, former assemblyman in California and current vice president of national initiatives for the Texas Public Policy Foundation. I can't believe I got all that out in one shot. Chuck DeVore. Chuck, why do you weirdos in California call it an assemblyman? Why aren't you just like a state rep or something like that? Well, there's about six or seven states, I think, across the country where they call it an assembly. Um, but it really makes for interesting constituent calls. One time a constituent called, uh, she had just gone to Ikea and she had looked us up in the, in the yellow pages and asked my staff how much it would cost to, for me to come over and assemble her new cabinet. And my, my staff had to explain to her that, ma'am, he's an assemblyman. And she said, I know, that's why I'm calling. And then, and then they said, no, no, ma'am, you don't understand. He works in Sacramento. He votes on laws. And her exact reply before she hung up was, well, what good is he? <laughs> you know what, Chuck? If you actually cared about constituent services, you would have just went over anyway and helped that lady out. But that's another matter. I, I would have, but I was up in Sacramento, and she needed it done right away. So, you know, oh, well. I understand. I understand. Chuck, I have an extremely pessimistic view about where we are headed because of the coronavirus lockdown stuff. I, I just see this gigantic bubble coming. I, I'm in an empty office building as we speak right now. There are so many empty office buildings. There's no way commercial real estate can hold up. Everyone knows that gets down to the banks. We're talking about landlords. They passed another stimulus bill, delaying the people, kicking people out of uh, their, their places when a landlord has to make money too. How are we not going to have a financial just drop from all this? I think you're onto something here. Uh, there's a high probability that we will. Uh, perhaps the only saving grace is that now that it looks like we may have a new administration. You may start to see uh, some of the uh, media and some of the uh, medical professionals that were in the tank for the other side, you know, all the never Trump crowd, uh, they may start to understand uh, that they're gonna kill the incoming administration uh, if they don't let the boot up a little bit. Chuck, what is the right answer when it comes to something? Let, let's set coronavirus aside. Obviously, that's kind of what we're referencing. But let's say that, that, that 10 years from now, there is another nasty bug out there, a lot nastier than coronavirus. There's something nasty. When I hear government tell me, go home, shut your business down, I, initially, I mean, right off the bat, I said, no, I don't think we should. That's a terrible idea. Is that right, though? Am I wrong? What if it is a nasty virus? What if we should go home? Am I the, am I the bad guy? It seems to me that uh, there was a lot of misinformation that were, was put out at the very beginning by both the People's Republic of China and by a lot of people who frankly wanted to shut down the record-breaking economy under President Donald Trump. Uh, ask yourself this counterfactual. Uh, that's a, a fancy way of saying, you know, a, a scenario that didn't really happen. Um, Imagine if Hillary Clinton had won the 2016 uh, race and that the economy was doing, eh, you know, okay, uh, and the same exact thing happened. Do you suppose that the media, do you suppose that the, the professional class would have encouraged lockdowns to destroy the economy just in front of the 2020 election? I don't think so. I don't think that would have been the case. Uh, it seems to me that what we need to look at is exactly how deadly is this virus? And to answer your question, you know, if something did come up in the future, uh, you know, how deadly is whatever the, the future virus is, whether it's a natural or perhaps one made in the laboratory outside of Beijing or something. Uh, let's look at, for example, the Spanish flu 101 years ago. Uh, on a per capita basis, on a per capita basis, that killed about 6.8 times as many people so far as what COVID has done. 
about 675,000 people were killed uh, with a population of only 102 million people back in 1918, 1919. So uh, we, you know, people wore masks back then. A few things were shut down. There were some schools shut down. But I was just looking up the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl was still played on January 1st, 1919, in the middle of the Spanish flu pandemic. 25,000 people attended that game uh, to watch the Great Lakes uh, Navy Blue Jackets defeat the Mare Island Marines, blanking them out 17 to nothing. How do you remember all this information? What is wrong with you? Every time we talk, you drop some piece of knowledge out there. Do you have some kind of photographic memory or something? I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Uh, well, you know, I have to, I, I work really hard at sounding impressive for just a few moments when I come on your show. <laughs> well, mission accomplished, John. Mission accomplished. So, look, is that all that changed? It was a Trump thing? This, I, I, look, I'm not denying the existence of the virus. That's not what I'm saying. But, okay, we got it. So, from the very beginning, did they at least wait a week before they realized this was something they could use to take Trump down and make him a one-term president? And w w when did the transition happen? Well, a lot of, uh, a lot of what happened, I think, uh, doesn't necessarily have to have any particular um, conspiracy. It's just people acting the way they're going to act. Uh, because in the case of the, the, the corporate media, virtually all of it uh, hated Trump. They were all in the orange man bad faction. And so anything that they could do to make the president look bad, they were going to do. They didn't have to have meetings and discuss it. It's just the way it works. And then insofar as China, uh, you know, whether it was through a, confidence of, a co combination of malfeasance and, and uh, uh, misinformation and, uh, you know, bureaucratic incompetence, uh, we don't know, but what we do know is that they were shutting things down in China while they were telling the rest of the world that everything was fine, make sure you keep flights open to China, everything's wonderful, and they were spreading the virus all over the world. And so, again, it's hard to really, you know, in the absence of a whistleblower or some defector that comes out and, and has uh, information that proves what happened in China, uh, you know, th this is just uh, one bad thing after another, uh, leading to, I think, significant uh, economic and liberty dislocation um, way beyond what was necessary. I mean, here is, to me, the proof of the pudding. Look at the, the largest state, California, and the third most populous state, Florida, and you look at the completely different responses that the two governors have done. Governor Gavin Newsom in California, who's now under the threat of a recall, right? And Governor DeSantis in Florida. And what you find is the media was highly critical of Florida all along for their more hands-off approach. And whenever you had any sort of rise in deaths in Florida, they're all like, look, look, see, we told you, DeSantis is killing people. And then you look at California, they have pulled out all the stops. They're shutting everything down. For God's sakes, they're losing the Rose Bowl to Texas. I mean, if that doesn't cause the recall of Gavin Newsom, I don't know what will. And yet, the, the amount of people who have COVID and the people who are dying from COVID are now higher, far higher in California than they are in Florida. It's as if these measures don't do anything. It seems like they don't do anything. I mean, let's focus on the vulnerable people. Let's focus on those that have comorbidities. Let's focus on those individuals who are in rest homes and use some common sense and, and stop allowing the government to completely destroy uh, small businesses and property owners and, and wipe out people's savings. I mean, where does this lead? I think you're, I think you're onto something in the sense that how much longer can we hold on before the entire U.S. economy simply goes off a cliff. Well, how much longer, Chuck? I, I mean, I look at what's happened. Honestly, I flew over Thanksgiving. I know I wasn't supposed to, but I flew to go see my family over Thanksgiving. And I, I'll tell you, man, it was sad. Walking through the airport, it was sad. I flew through two or three major airports, and they're ghost towns. They have all those airport restaurants I mean, owned by real people. It were, where real people work there, gone, boarded up, all these shops. Even the, like the center shop as you walk down the aisle where they sell the little trinkets, all wrapped up in plastic. What are these people doing for a living? What, the, there's no way we can go on like this. No, there isn't. And um, again, I think at this point, 
uh, you know, you, you talk about the counterfactual of what would have happened had Hillary Clinton been elected in 2016. Well, that didn't happen, right? So, so the economy is already being throttled. Now you have what is likely going to be a new administration coming in. Uh, and then what happens, right? Um, it seems to me we're, we're already far down that path. And so the natural inclination of the new people in charge is going to be to augment, to enhance the power of government. Uh, and so I don't see uh, any really good short-term scenario coming out of this. Chuck DeVore, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you. Wouldn't you like to save money? Don't you like to save money? I do. I like to save money. I try the best I can not to be the coupon clipper in the grocery store, but I love saving money. And I do things like telehealth. I do things like staying in hotels, various shopping. You're doing any of that right now? What if you could do this? What if you could save money while also funding candidates running for office who believe what you believe? It exists, you know that? It's called Mammoth Nation. And for $19 a year, $19 a year, you can become a member and you get all these discounts. And where does your money go? Your money goes to people who believe what you and I believe and who will fight for us. That's the truth. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse and sign up today. Joining me now, host of This Is My Show with Drew Berkowitz. Drew, I know you're going to be stunned by this, absolutely stunned, but we have yet another person who's told you and me to go home, hide under your bed, wear a mask, don't gather with family, busted, gathering with family. This time it was the infamous Dr. Burks, who's been on TV for close to a year telling everyone we're all going to die just got busted with three generations of family at one of her vacation homes. Why can't we just accept, why is it controversial, Drew, to just say these people aren't worried about coronavirus? It's, it shouldn't be. That, that's for darn sure, because you're right. I mean, all of them do it. Each and every one of them have been caught, it seems like, that have gone out there and done. And in her defense, she always wears those scarves, so she's got, like, extra layers of defense. She's got a mask. She's got scarves. But, like, but yeah, I mean, and here's the, I, I'm not mad at these people for doing it. It's just, to your point, goes to show you're not really that concerned. You're peddling this fear for, for a number of reasons. Whatever they might be, we've all got our sus, you know, suspicions of what they are. But we should all be allowed to go and do that. Everyone should be allowed to go about their lives uh, and and but but when you go and you do this and you say just like we've seen the Rhode Island governor and so many other governors come out and say you can't do this but I I'm going to I'm going to do it because I'm the governor and I really don't care about this virus and nor should you. Drew, you know what we need some good news today. What's what's a Drew Berkwist family tradition for Christmas time? Do you guys do something special? Do you do you travel? Do you not do gifts? Do you do one gift? Do you sing Christmas carols? I bet you suck at those. What do you do for Christmas? <laughs> I do. We, I you know I kind of want to go caroling this year just just because a it would be funny because it would suck. My my wife's really good at really? singing, but like it would be good just to give some people some humor. We'll film it. We'll put it online. Maybe we'll do that. But no, we we keep it pretty simple. We're you know, we got to get Christmas Vacation in. Of course, Die Hard goes first. That's the most important Christmas movie. Yeah. It should be for all of you. For the kids. Um, thinking about the Takagi family right now at this time of year, <laughs> uh, as we do every year. But but no, I, I, we watch movies. We try to just settle down, you know, have some, some fun food, hang out. We we try to tone down the gifts each and every year. Sometimes we're better at it than others. But we, just, we, we sit around as a family, open gifts in the morning. The grandparents come over, and then we get together the whole Berkwist clan in the evening and... and chaos ensues but it's fun drew when does all the madness end as far as the election stuff go does this end when when biden is actually sworn in is this something the right is going to let go because i don't think we are and not that i'm saying they deserve us to let it go whether whether they was all fraud or not i think they deserve four years after what they did but does it just go away once biden's sworn in do people shrug their shoulders and let it go I, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that there's less of a chance of that happening now than there ever has been before um, because people do seem to be really fed up. But we have a track record of just being the nice guy and letting the other side win and saying, oh, well, that sucks. Like we 
We tried our best. We, we threw out some angry tweets on Twitter. We sent a letter or, or left a voicemail for our representative. And, and if it didn't happen, it's not going to happen. So let's just move on. So I, I ultimately, I do think that it, it the, the worst case scenario is obviously something that none of us want. But ultimately speaking, I don't think we get to that because we tend to be pacifists when it comes to this. We talk a tough game and then we let the Democrats run over us. And I think that sadly, that's probably what we're going to see again, just because history. Drew, A.G. Barr came out today and announced that he's he's not going to appoint a special counsel for the Hunter Biden stuff. He's he's seen no political bias whatsoever in the investigation so far, and he's not appointing a special counsel. I have half the people on the right that say this is wonderful news. He's doing the right thing. I personally, because I'm a bad person, think this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We always do the right thing after they just had their special counsel for two years. If we never make them eat it, then how are they ever going to change? Or am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. I mean, and your your tweet about that, and I know that you know that you're right, but your tweet about that was spot on because we we don't play by the same rules. And until it's like being overseas. It was really, really frustrating. I talked about this on my show the other day, being overseas, seeing the enemy and the tactics that they use, they follow no rules, but then being told, hey, you have to defeat them, but you can't do any of this other stuff. You can't you know, you've got to stay with this this one page of paper that has the rules on it. You have to abide by all those, which makes it darn near impossible to do. And it's the same thing here. If we continue to sit back, just go so far and then hope that everything changes and goes our way, we're, we're sorely mistaken. It's not going to do that. They don't care about the rules. They don't care about the American people. I'd argue they don't really care about America as a whole. And until we get that and start playing nasty, which no one likes to talk about, especially at Christmas, like we're going to get coal in our stockings. But you know what? We, we got to fight for this country, and, and now is the time that we should not be saying, well, let's, let's hope for the best. No, no, it's time to, it's time to play by their rules. And I, so I totally agree with you. Appoint a special counsel. Do everything they've done to us, because you know what? They already throw bad things at us. They already throw insults, claim that we're this, that, and the other. So what's the difference? Like, let's just do it. Now let's just do it and, and earn it, because we're going to get called it no matter what. Drew, what should we make of AG Barr? The, 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 the reports were all over. I know I know. we just talked about this particular thing, but I, I don't want to be that guy that says, oh, he's done nothing. So I'm sure, I mean, we've had some great, you know, hunting down child predators and things like that. That's been awesome, human trafficking stuff. But what's he done? You know, he, it's, it, he, like so many other of these officials, have confused us. Like, it's gotten to the point where I don't exactly know what to make of him because, I, look, I've stood by, none of these people are going to make every decision right and especially these days with everyone getting so easily triggered and i hate that word but i'm gonna use it like so easily triggered by like them not doing exactly what they want the ag to do or the president to do or this person or that person to do so those people go 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 a little bit too far off off the off the cliff with that stuff but i think that he's done some good things i think to your point there um you know with the the the, the child trafficking stuff there's definitely been movement there he has pushed on some of these other cases how hard he's pushing behind the scenes none of us really know I've loved seeing him push back against some of the mainstream media hacks, you know, whether it was Wolf Blitzer, these other people, whether it was him at the hearing making snarky responses. I just appreciate sarcasm and snark. So so I think he's done a good job of pushing back on that. But then again, behind the scenes, how hard is he really pushing? Because none of this stuff has really gone far enough. And then certainly at the end here, you know, when he's on his way out, I, I don't expect him to put his his name and everything on the line uh, when I, I don't think he's probably leaving on the best of terms. So. I don't really know. To answer your question, I don't really know. I think he did some good things. I don't think he was just a total waste. And everyone's, you know, everyone who's saying, "Oh, I'm so glad he's gone. He was awful." Well, no, you. Some of you were saying he was great just weeks ago. Um, so it's it's hard to it's hard to make out how good he was as an AG. He's certainly better than some of the other ones we've had, but he's he's starting to look more and more like just a swamp creature, like so many other people up there. What age were your kids when you told them about Santa that he didn't exist anymore, or have you? Are you still carrying on the vicious lie? No, no, no. I, we, we. Um, I guess they were probably. Two, it was probably two years ago, so maybe like eight was our oldest. Um, so we kind of we kind of broke it to them a little bit earlier. I've got nieces and nephews who still believe um, that are that are older than that. So I mean, it, look, it's all over the place. But we broke it down a little bit earlier just to end the confusion. Um, make sure that they could focus on what the season's really about um, and not be confused when then people have, you know, questions and issues about that too. So we, we did it a little bit earlier. Our youngest was probably, gosh, three or so, um, three or four. But that, that poor one, just it got ruined early. So 
Your brothers are Judge the worst. me if you will. We did ours. I'll never forget. We did ours at uh, eight and six. Our kids were eight and six years old. Sat them down. Told them that Santa didn't exist. You know, just leveled with them. And I mean, told them, just gave it to them straight up. It's, that's not the reason for the season. Santa's not. I just didn't want to feel like lying. I'll never forget this right. as long as I live. They didn't believe me. They just went right back for another year or two to get right back to believing. Oh, look what Santa brought. I said, we just had this talk. They just don't believe me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, maybe yeah. you just need to be like, look, we accidentally ran over him at the grocery <laughs> store parking lot. He's no longer with us. We feel awful about it, but we get the credit. I mean, that's the thing, too. Beyond the it, it actually mattering and what the season's really about, which everyone should focus on, the reality is, as the kids get older, you give better and better and more expensive gifts because better stuff just costs more. It's like, hold up. We're giving credit to a large white male who's allegedly broken into our home. Credit for this amazing gift, and we get nothing. Pretty much. Just All right, Drew. I have to ask. When are we getting out of Afghanistan? I, and I know it's not going to be soon. I know, especially now that Biden's there, it's not going to be soon. But do you see, I mean, is it 10 years? I mean, surely, I, I know that sounds ridiculous because we've been there 20, but tell me what's going to change in the next 10 that, that, that's going to pull us out. Well, nothing's going to change. That Nothing's going to change with, with you know what's going on over there in general. Uh, and, and probably not much is going to change with our policy. If we're going to stay there, which I, I think to your point, we probably are, you know, obviously Trump has done his best to try and get everyone out of there. There is some argument to keeping a smaller footprint that, you know, I, I, I see both sides of that coin. But if it's if it's going to stay the way it is now, I think it's absurd. If, if we could reduce it down to something where there's a smaller footprint of program and and we're doing smaller operations in the region just to ensure the bad guys are taking the dirt nap um, from there, then like, I would be okay with that, but I, 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 like you, like you said, with Biden coming in, odds of us getting another president like Donald J. Trump are pretty small. So you're probably going to have someone who's, who's, you know, much like a Bush, much like a Clinton, much like a Biden, much like all of the same that we've seen. And and there's there's benefits to us being there. There's benefits, you know, that just really continue on and on and on. So I, I don't see it changing a whole lot. I see. You know, people of our of our children's generation still spending some time over there, probably there and and Iraq and in the surrounding regions. Wonderful, Drew Berkowitz. Merry Christmas, bud. Merry Christmas to you. All right, we'll be back. I'm a dude, so naturally I'm a high level thinker. And as a high-level thinker, I've always had this obsession with watching things get blown up. Sit back and enjoy this. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. 
Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 